Okay, let's do this creative test. Now we'll jam you in the tube and see how your brain is going. guide me you guide me do i though in general just not for clothes thank goodness we're you both, would look horrible we're in both this. style icons you would, you would look horrible in my size welcome to the fashion around <laughs> <laughs> i am sean hayes at ten twenty-seven in the morning <laughs> that's why i needed more coffee to start on, this thing. on sunday i do macabre stuff Pretty much right now, at this time of day, it's all macabre <laughs> stuff. Waking up is pretty grim. And uh, I, thank goodness for everyone, am not here alone. With me is uh, Doc- fashion symbol. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Phil Laporta. I do science. And at this point in the day, just everything is a scientific process. It just like, I can't think of the ramifications. I just know my body is going. And there it is, isn't it? <laughs> Two guys whose bodies are going. That that <laughs> is the T-shirt. Ring the bell. Yeah. Oh, by the way, here, here's death. Here's here. Here's. It doesn't yeah. work when you hold it. No shit. That's it. What's up with you? Fuck that. <laughs> uh, the 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 show. Tally's Folly still playing at the Pennsylvania Playhouse. By the time the citizens hear this, they will have one more chance. Well, rather three more chances friday saturday and sunday of this week uh again t- today is sunday so it's way too late for you to see the show last week i'm afraid back to the future reference but then yes friday saturday seven thirty shows at the pa playhouse sunday three o'clock matinee come see lehigh valley live theater returns it's going great. And then I'm also in rehearsals for 12 angry jurors which you've been waiting be, for for a while which will be in june you know, <laughs> almost certainly we're going to do this thing. Barring anyone, if there's a twice in a lifetime pandemic, sue me, right? <laughs> it's going to be your fault this time. Yeah. Oh, and last thought. Yes. I have my second vaccination on Tuesday um, at the casino. So if anybody feels lucky <laughs> and you see me at the casino, you go ahead and, uh, I don't know, reference the whip around and I will see to it that you are A- Safely inoculated. <laughs> You're going to escort them to the shop. Yeah. And B, some swag will be coming your way. I got I to gotta order that swag at some point. Fucking A. Anyway, paplayhouse.org. Get your tickets for this last weekend upcoming, citizens. Tally's Folly. Watch it. Yeah. And if you don't, watch it. <laughs> that was good. What's I up like with you? I want to start with this because uh, my friend across the table is just too humble to mention... He got a really nice review in a local online uh, online blog post, and I just I have to read it because I'm proud of you and the work you do, and it's just nice. And uh, see now, anytime you do something, I gotta go no, find no, it no. and read it. Yeah, no, no. So uh, that's what my friendship the, is the like. Review, like. Oh, I'm pissed now. You make me be nice later. The review was uh, Sean Hayes and Kel Herbert James uh, bring quote an aching humanity to the two flawed and damaged people at the center of the play, deftly directed by Roddy Gilkison. Roddy, Roddy, sorry. Well, you know, I didn't. I've never met him. So. You, although you said Cal, 
I like did. I knew. I knew. I knew. Well, I made a note. You see, I write uh, things down. <laughs> I mean, I do too. I, um, but yeah, so I just want to say you're you're awesome. We're proud of you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I believe I'm also referenced as obnoxious in that review. In a you good are way. in a in good, a good way. way. It's your character is referenced as obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, but, uh, we, we but know also you. good things. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, the whole show was an yeah. obnoxious, I promise. Also, I'm super excited, by the way. Did you hear American Gladiators is getting a 30 for 30 documentary on ESPN? I did not. Yes. I'm I super excited about that. Uh, I would like to arrange something where you and I see it together. I would love that. I would enjoy uh, maybe it. Maybe we could even get somehow like a Skype thing going with the Slow Readers boys and all, you know. And hey, we'll invite oh Dan God, Nitro Clark. Why not? You know, in, he's such a man. I don't want it. him to be in person and, <laughs> and, you know, mess up some faces. But. And so finally... I've been waiting two weeks for this, but Citizen Mel told me to tell you to get out of his head because while he was listening to you make this request, he was making Coquito for Easter. Don't you drink that alone? That is for both of us. You I was going to say, maybe don't leave me alone with this wonderful, uh, needs to be refrigerated magic. Uh, but Mel, uh, Mel's back. Uh, that's a new version from the last one, by the way. He wants some feedback. He wants to know how we like it. Make it sure you smells, shake it. There's a sousson. Oh, it smells so good. It's I in sousson. I love it. But uh, so, Mel, thank you for the coquito. Mel is back. Uh, I got to see him oh, and his hey, family. welcome back to the country. <laughs> Why I, are you reaching for this beverage? Because I want to put it back in the box. That he wanted to give to me. <laughs> um, Mel's back. I got to sit with him and, and his family for the first time in forever. And it was just so nice to catch up and see them. And uh, I'll tell you this, because I'm not going to tell the story, because, number one, I'm not going to make it as funny as Mel is. Um, But there is a forward operating base somewhere out there that may be on the lookout for Martian dongs. Hey! (laughs) Finally! uh, At least we've got one. I also don't want to get him in trouble by telling any more specifics, just in case. Martian penis. Martian penis. Martian penis. (laughs) That's my favorite commercial I think we've ever seen. (laughs) I know we need to do more. We need to do some, and we will. I have news. It's it's a couple other people's favorites out there. Okay. <laughs> Just uh, a good news. I don't think it caused any crashes. Uh, but <laughs> that we know of. That we know of. Uh, but you know what? He's back uh, after deployment, the big dumb thing, and, and hand surgery after almost losing a finger. Uh, just good to see my buddy again. Oh. And uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's had some. He's out of time. But also, shout out because he's bought a house and he's engaged. Hey. So Citizen Mel, a lot has happened since I last saw my buddy. Good thing. I hope it wasn't his ring finger that was almost lost. What a close <laughs> call that is. Then you can't get married, right? Um, well, I think it doesn't really count. Possible. You know, it's one of those things on the books. Like you can't, you know, walk your horse in Arkansas after six without setting <laughs> off a rocket. And you can't get married if like a, if a, you know, an enemy combatant has blown off your ring finger. I don't know. <laughs> one was during deployment twice. But anyway. All right, Big Shot. Yeah. Why don't you get some train tracks going here? Choo choo, the weird is coming through. Tough train wreck headlines. Thanks for the setup. <laughs> never missed Phineas more than right now. <laughs> I've got six headlines from the week's news, but one's not real. Spot the fake uh, of the six and win the day. Don't spot the fake. Get nothing because piss off. That's my game. This did you say snooze in I there somewhere? I might have. Oh, boy. Paging Dr. <laughs> Sleepy Freud. Six headline snooze. About the fake and you know, five more minutes. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, sure. Because <laughs> I'm not. Part human, part monkey embryos ground, grown in lab dishes. Hmm. Driver found with corpse on wrong side of highway. Ah. Texas man arrested for trying to, quote, kill the internet. Oh. Mystery tree beast. Tree beast turns out to be croissant. <laughs> 
Minnesota woman sets field swamp on fire and maple syrup mishap. And makers of Expo whiteboard markers sued for not hiring people of color. All right. Uh, number one, I'm covering one of those on three for the road. I thought you might. And uh, number two, way too slow. Part human, part monkey, embryos. Stop. 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 You know what? You know what? It, this You just remind me of the never ending story. You have to believe in yourself or the sphinxes are going to blow us to smithereens, Phil. Be confident. Be confident. And any of you fucking people out there who are too the young right <laughs> to have seen the never-ending story, put your big boy pants on and go wa- – or big girl pants on. Go, just put something on and watch that fucking movie. Meanwhile, Phil's going to get his shit together. Part human, part monkey embryos grown in lab dishes. Driver found a corpse on the wrong side of the highway. Texas man arrested for trying to kill internet. Mystery tree beast turns out to be croissant. Minnesota woman sets field swamp on fire and maple syrup. Mishap makers of Expo and whiteboard markers sued for not hiring people of color. Okay. Now, okay. which one are you covering? I don't want to say. All right, Why fine. would I tell? I should just have a feeling. Why I would I tell? I want to know if I'm right. Find out if you're right later, citizens. Go on. Find out if Phil's wrong later. <laughs> so it's, there are, the combinations are not endless. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm suspicious of this maple syrup incident, and frankly, I'm suspicious of <laughs> and deeply hopeful that it's not true about the markers <laughs> hiring monochromatically. Um and so those two are my suspects. Mm-hmm. Um, can I hear them again? Minnesota woman sets field swamp on fire in maple syrup mishap. Makers of Expo whiteboard markers sued for not hiring people of color. Yeah. And then I'm, you know, psychologically, I'm wondering if it's not you thinking about work where you probably use all kinds of whiteboards, draw in all kinds of cones and weird curvy <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? With the dotted lines and the, and the fucking number. Fuck math and physics. Fuck you. No, I'm kidding. Fuck math in a way. But I love what you do, of course. But I'm guessing that the fake story is the the the, the marker company because I want to believe in them. Expo, don't let me down. I wish you were wrong, just uh, because you said f- no. I said yeah. I wish you were wrong. Oh, right? actually, yeah, you're right. Oh my god! Just because of the fuck physics statement, I wish you were. And by oh, the way, you know I didn't. Mean I know. It. I mean, what that? What's the point? What's I know. The fuck well, physics. Therefore, I refuse by the to way, follow the laws also, of the universe. Fuck you, f- because you're in my head too. Because the reason I came up with that is I was sitting at my desk going. The fuck am I going to write? And I saw the whiteboard marker, and I'm like, I got it. You so, know, yeah, that was good. When I'm on, you really I'm are on. on. Yeah, I'm on. I I just love. Can I just say, I love the phrasing. And this is a BBC headline: "Driver found with corpse on wrong side of highway" is my favorite yeah, the, one of the, the week. Implications of like that's not where you take your corpse. No, on, on the, the westbound lanes, asshole. You like know, that's it's just so poorly written. The carpool lane is for <laughs> live passengers only. <laughs> The implications. Yes. Live indeed. passengers also don't belong in Sean's cabin in the macabre. We really need to get this as a visual <laughs> medium at some point, Phil. That's weird. I know. I, I get so happy when there's a good segment. I know we'd have to clean the table to do it. But oh, my God. I, I believe in us. <laughs> I, I'm going to go home and clean my house because this is so dirty I can't control it. It's not dirty. It's just cluttered with like everything. darts, you know. I, mm. There's a div- there's a, a cheap knockoff CD <laughs> of summer school. There's a, some kind of strange plate I think my kid made in kindergarten. We got toxic waste candy. I, there's still a, a death nut container. Yeah. But I'm going to – don't worry. I'm going to use that death nut container as my own little, you know, re-segue back into Sean's Cabinet on the Cob. Yes. Um, oh, my cabinet, right. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So, 
I'm excited. So this this weekend on the cabinet is a tiny bit different than normal. Uh, not just in the fact that there is one, because recently, <laughs> alas, it has been a dearth of new ones. Oh, we missed you. It kind of ebbs and flows its way through some science as well. Woo! Well, I mean, the death toll is astronomical, <laughs> and the science content is way dumbed down. So no fear, all is right with the world and the segments here. But what's different, really, is that I'm largely doing this as an homage and a kind of, alas, unpaid commercial for an article that is out there that came out recently. Uh, I teased this last week on the intro to our classic episode. So any of you who went out and found Wired Magazine's recent article, How to Survive a Killer Asteroid, will know the exquisite carnage to which I now turn. You mentioned that. Uh, Yeah, I did. I just said that. Fuck face. Good morning. (laughs) So the point of the piece, which is by Cody Cassidy, who, by the way, um, I looked him up on Twitter. His follower count, considering the brilliance of this piece alone, is is atrociously low. So people go out there and follow at Cody Cassidy. It's spelled just the way you would think. Uh, it's the guy just just to even thank him for this article. So the uh, the point of the piece, again, how to survive a killer asteroid, is is threefold. One, to lay out in simple terms the short term. Cosmically speaking, the short-term damage done by the, and I'm going to say this incorrectly, I am sure, the Chicxulub, the Chicxulub asteroid, oh, yeah, I don't almost know how to 67 say that million years ago, you know, she bitch-slapped the Earth for all that she was worth, exterminating just about every living thing down here that was bigger than a raccoon, uh, and essentially paving the way for everything you, citizen, hold dear. Uh, that's one. You're welcome. One point of the article. The second is a kind of thought experiment. What would happen? And this is the you know the, this is where we get into some fun. Yeah. What would happen? Cassidy asks for us, channeling everyone's inner macabre historian. What would happen to a person who had somehow time traveled back to the days, hours, moments, actual impact, and aftermath of Chicxulub? You know, how might we even hope with foreknowledge? And a bit of scientific know-how to survive, maybe, what is probably Earth's worst day ever. Yeah. Pre-Justin Bieber music, anyway. Well, I was going to say natural disaster. Hey! Now, this last bit, not the Bieber thing, but this actual focus is probably the most fun in the article, as it's mostly a massive choose-your-own-adventure scenario. Or pick in, a path. In which... Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I forgot to I forgot to <laughs> psychologically cordon myself <laughs> off from the outrage of you bringing up pick a path. So your face like shields were down. <laughs> anyway, yeah, a uh, a choose your own adventure or gobot version <laughs> scenario in which you're almost certainly going to die. It's like a thousand page pick a path where you die over and over and over and over again. You know, you know even if you don't, you might just be forced in a in a, a horrible Twilight Zone treehouse of horror. It's a scenario where you're forced to eat your own shrew-like ancestor to survive, thus saving yourself and exterminating humanity's future before we even dreamed of, you know, video games and fucking face-to-face. You know what I'm saying? What? Okay, go on. Never well, mind. I'm saying they're back in the shrew stage. You know, you would have exterminated humanity. Oh, oh. Uh, the Terminator oh. can only dream of going back and eating a shrew and being like, well, there's John Connor for you. And the third point of the article is to show how the scientific examination of this near world-ending impact has shown humanity answers to all kinds of questions and spacefaring types of, you know, puzzles. But for point three, read the article. I'm not going anywhere near that. It's, it's fucking great. My 
nay, our focus is going to be on the death and devastation in the piece. And so I bring to you, Phil, and you, citizens, the highlight reel of Earth's worst day ever. Get your shit together. It's on mute. All right. All right. Just a few best bits of the article, Phil, ripe for your commenting. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So, first off, the article goes where we should begin imagining a person, a human, on prehistoric Earth gazing at dinos, but noticing, quote, a brand new star in the northern hemisphere sky. Uh, Now, once said twinkling little light grows to dominate the sky over some hours, becoming bigger than the moon and then bigger than the sun and then dominating the sky, you know. Uh, Once that happens, we get to the nitty gritty. It, meaning Earth's insane ex-boyfriend, Shiksalub, comes crashing, quote, through the atmosphere, striking the Earth and unleashes 100 million times more energy than the largest thermonuclear device ever detonated. Now, first off, how about that, Phil? 100 million times more powerful than Tsar Bomba, that Russian nuclear weapons test that was five megatons of TNT explosion, the biggest ever recorded on Earth. A hundred million times more powerful. Now, what? What? Just what are your thoughts on that fact of how that what happened on our planet? People don't understand just how much energy is contained in a large, large moving object. Yeah. Um, you, um, th- it makes me think of this is maybe weird, but it makes me think of rail guns because if you know a rail no. a rail gun doesn't have an explosive projectile; it just has a metal. It's acceleration. Right? It just has a heavy metal thing that goes at Mach seven. <laughs> So you don't need to blow stuff up when you have that much mass moving at that speed. Yeah. Same thing with the asteroid. No explosives needed. Just energy of impact is amazing. Fucking A. Physics. Pretty cool. Or horrible. Depending on what time in the show you check. <laughs> or what time in 67 million years ago to now you exist. Okay, so death ensues. Go fig. Really? But the article has some helpful visuals to show just how one would die. Alas, not a visual medium, but you know we can we'll, we'll link to this. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, the big old patch of color, this red circle near <laughs> Mexico, is labeled "all organic material vaporized." <laughs> the lethal blast wave stretches into North and South America, with damage to eardrums, like catastrophic eardrum damage, likely in a circle that swallows up most of the Western Hemisphere. Wow! And it's the next graph that you get. Uh, in the piece, the one showing how anyone or anything not vaporized or killed immediately by the incredible force of the blast wave. You know, that graph is very helpful. It shows huge swaths. It's the how you die graph. Right. Huge swaths of the planet, northern, southern hemispheres, east, west. You know, the icy freeze, thanks to atmospheric disruption. Read the article for details. Sure. It's very fun. Uh, but most interesting of all is the fact that bands stretching as far as Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, and down to the middle of South America, wide enough to slice into what will one day be Madagascar, uh, <laughs> are in the way of tektites, uh, my favorite new death cause. Tektite? Um, yes. Are you familiar? No, but I have a guess. Yeah, I'm sure you could probably start piecing it together a little. What do you think? Briefly. I, just because tech, it, tight, it just sounds like a ro- flying rock that might kill you? Hey, man. 
There you go. Was I right? Well, for the yeah, I mean, like, oh, cool. it's all in the, it's all in how you tell it, dude. But all the way yes. to fucking Madagascar. Well, holy shit! Quoting: When the big rock strikes, its splash constitutes twenty-five trillion tons of Earth that it launches on ballistic trajectories, some at speeds that exceed Earth's escape velocity. <laughs> These rocks exit Earth's gravitational pull to either orbit the sun. Or embed themselves on other moons or planets as meteors themselves. Yes. Never mind the fact that other places in the article, to pause for a second, it literally talks about how, well, where it comes down, you're talking about solids just becoming liquid. You know, that's, Oh, yeah. We're talking about outside of that. Like, that's not even the worst, you know. Anyway, anyway, but quoting again, uh, but the majority of ejected debris returns back to Earth within the hour. These glass-like chunks called tectites, some as large as school buses. Oh, God. But most the size of marbles pelt the Earth at speeds ranging from 100 to 200 miles per hour in lethal quantities. Regardless of where you are on Earth, you'll need to find protection from this fiery <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Now, how about that, Phil? Fiery rock bullets. Bearing in mind, literally anything flammable in the area already is going to be engulfed in pitiless flames. Trees and homes, well, not homes back then, oh, no. but, you know, think about that in terms of human destruction. Everything is on fire, and then the fire bullets come, you know, the rapid spread in the Contra that I was going to say, you got lives. the spread gun in Contra, yeah. Yeah. Tell me how this isn't the most metal thing of all time. It's impressive. Uh, it's incredibly impressive, and it makes, again, just so much sense when, when you think about that energy. Enough energy that on the impact, you're melting shit. And everything, and, and you get that uh, glassification of uh, vitrification uh, on the way back down. Yeah, and yeah, you have to dodge, you know, flaming uh, or at least warm glass. Dodge, shards. nay, escape, <laughs> maybe. You I'm know? just picturing standing on the beach, go left, right. Left, I mean, right. there really, there is no. Like, it is such a opening to a Naked Gun movie of like, whew, we made it, and then Tecta, and then this, and then freeze, and then that, you know. And then, of course, out of that comes humanity. Because, of course, that would be what would Damn it! Us, you know? <laughs> it's unfortunate. Okay, I'm going on too long. I can tell. So let me just describe the most amazing, most incredible, very most macabre bit of the entire piece. Okay. Ahem. And it's still worth reading. I'm not able to cover it even half of what's in this article. The impact, folks. Death in a way that we have never had since. Or before, really. We've had extermination events. This, this is different. And we'll probably have at least one more. You know, if humanity and the world... Whether humanity was around to see it, right. statistically, we're going to get glommed at some point. Right. Um, impact. At the very same moment the asteroid first strikes, you know, the area that what will become around the Yucatan and applies its pressure to bedrock, it also converts the kinetic energy of a 7.5 billion ton rock traveling 10 miles per second into heat. In an instant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I'm still quoting, why a rock hitting another rock results in heat isn't particularly intuitive, because we don't generally, and I'm telling Phil, Phil of course knows, I, <laughs> we don't generally deal with kinetic energy on that, on this scale, he writes. But thermodynamically, heat is simply the movement of molecules. The jigglier the molecules, the hotter the temperature. I told you it was dumbed down science you know what, for but folks he's, like he's me. He's not wrong. You can jiggle the molecules in an object by any number of means, but physically hitting them works, which is why a hammer heats up after you hit a nail, and so does the nail. Yeah, you can slap a chicken to cook it. There it is. We've talked about yeah. this. 
But whereas a hammer swing, he writes, delivers approximately .0001 kilojoules of energy, the Chicxulub impactor delivers approximately, and I had to look up the, the name for this number that is written, one septillion three hundred sextillion kilojoules of energy. Uh, the kinetic energy transferred by the asteroid to the rock, soil, and air jiggles the molecules to temperatures that exceed the surface of the sun. Oh, yeah. And again... Uh, just just for entertainment's purposes here, I maybe I'll have to speed this up. That I'm just giving you the numbers, okay? One three zero 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 zero. Why didn't you put in scientific notation? Because I don't do that shit. I don't take shortcuts. That's why I would be terrible at science. But anyway, one septillion three hundred sextillion kilojoules. Can you imagine? Can you even begin to wrap your head around that kind of power? Last quote, then I'm done. I'll turn it to Phil, and then we'll take a break. I'll sit back, awestruck in my chair. Quote, the heat rips away electrons from atoms, (laughs) ionizing the air into an expanding fireball of plasma, turbocharged with vaporized rock. Am I turning you? I'm turned on. You turn (laughs) on. Which is all blasted out at hypersonic speeds. The heated, rapidly expanding air and near instantaneous conversion of Earth to gas combines with the impact shockwave of the meteor itself to form a massive blast wave of pressure expanding outward at more than a thousand miles per hour. Woo! Utah. <laughs> Top that. Uh, you can't because it's science. Um, I know. And it's just amazing. It's, part of it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, hearing the numbers put in and, 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 you know, calculated even back of the envelope is still incredibly, incredibly impressive. And I think that's the thing that, you know, a, a lot of people don't realize about how devastating an asteroid impact can be. Uh, even asteroids the size, you know, of a school bus, let alone a, a chunk of glass the size of a school bus jettisoned from an asteroid impact. And an asteroid large enough, this one, remember, that we would oh, yeah, no, no, the sky. Absolutely, you know, big down. enough that you see, even asteroids that aren't big enough that dominate the sky have incredible, incredible destructive potential. Yeah. Um, you know, we uh, fortunately we get a chance to see, actually it was last week, there was one that was filmed. Uh, uh, cutting through the sky somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, there's the famous one, the Chelyabinsk meteorite. Yeah. Right? Is that, is that Tunguska? Uh, that, that was Tunguska. Well, that, technically, that was a comet, but whatever. Yeah. Um, See? I don't know. No, but, but the point being, yes, Tunguska, the Tunguska blast of, of 19, well, it says 09 in the movie, but it's 1910, I think. But anyway. The movie? Ghostbusters. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, just the amount of impact and even smaller ones. People don't realize just how dangerous it is out yeah. there in space, man. I mean, you know, not now if you're driving, but bang your hand on something really hard and you feel, I mean, if it's like a, like a, like a card table, for example, or, you know, uh, a chair, bang your fist on it really, you feel that like, brrr. now imagine that expanded to the size of, I don't know, like a state <laughs> hitting the earth. Well, what do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like imagine that. So anyway, uh, love the tektite stuff, and and there is one last thing that I can't help but think of, and and this is more of a geological concern in a way. Um, considering the tektites, which now I'm picturing the little spider guys from Legend of Zelda. What are they called? Tekites. Oh, okay. Tekites. <laughs> I doubt I the, 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 <laughs> the Japanese in Sounds like '84 anyway, or whatever. Are like, we'll look that tekites. up at the break. I'll let you know. Dark uh, nuts. But I I can't help but think that. There must be, and this is a geological concern, that there's, there's rock in the Yucatan Peninsula. 
jettisoned, I couldn't help but think that somewhere in the geological record of another place far away, you'd find some foreign material from this event, considering yeah. how widespread it was. And I'm sure there must be. It's just something I've never thought of uh, that must also exist. G- geocosmically, you know? Yeah. Because it's – because, you know, and it also not to get – this is, of course – just uh, extemporaneous random thought. Sure. Not there's no science that I've ever seen about this. But you know, there are people who say like, "Well, life on Earth. I mean, what if something sure. extraterrestrial? Not a fucking UFO, but literally something, a chunk of something, and an, an outside something landed here, and it, you know, yeah. it's it's theoretically possible. But also, it could be reverse possible that Earth bits, you know, went oh, somewhere. Oh, yeah, sure. I, but uh, even without that, the fact that parts of Earth were blasted out to the sun, which would be Kind of like, you know, I don't know, somebody throwing up so hard at a party that it, like, hits their car outside. You know, just the scale of what that has to do. Like, a bit of their puke gets outside. It hits the car outside through the parking deck, Yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, like, it has – no, through the wall of the parking yeah. deck. You don't realize just how far we are from the sun. Yeah. Great blue dark nuts. That's scary. Uh, I am in awe. I salute you, Chicxulub, and your masterful work in utter death and destruction. You are my hero. And, you know – Thank you for literally everything I've got. Phil, are we able to go to break? I think so. Let's go to break. Just remember, it'll happen again. <laughs> yeah. So enjoy that. Can't stop it, so just enjoy it while and you're here. Here comes him, Justin Bieber. Oh, no. Doctor's log. Stardate. Whatever the hell it is. Still in search for Martian penis. The best we can hope for, however, right now is five stars. The best we can hope for this mission, some amount of success would be review. A nice review. Something positive out of this damn mission. Looking for Martian dongs all over the place. Subscriptions would be nice, too. Martian penis detected. Hope! Martian penis approaching. More hope! Martian penis opening fire. Damn it. Shield at jizz percent. Well, it'd be nice to go out on a lot of subscribers. Martian penis. Martian penis. Martian penis. Martian penis. Martian penis. Martian penis. You should say that when we come back. You know, what I, mean? I was like actually just little... about to say. Damn, you beat me too. I was actually going to say. Yet? Oh, I was just going to jump right into it. <laughs> Oh, we're back now. I and my my childhood has changed forever because, as it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, those little jumping spider guys in the Legend of Zelda are tektites. So Hyrule has clearly been annihilated at one point in the past too, which explains well, a lot um, of the weird glassy rocks everywhere. <laughs> this is true. And what about? Well, I mean, uh, uh, um, Majora's Mask is all about true right never uh, played that one because even the idea really? of it stresses me out <laughs> i'd say it's like, actually, so i'm on a timer no fuck that it's underrated it's quite good Science! <laughs> i was ready this time i know it still matters damn it tech tights tech tights hit tights <laughs> what are they doing in my zelda <laughs> <laughs> tech tights were very big in hyrule <laughs> Death is but a door. Time is but a dark nut. <laughs> I'll be with the Master Sword. <laughs> Welcome to the most Ghostbusters episode ever, and yeah. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. And I mm. hope you are, too. Word. And you know who I don't want to enjoy it? Oh, no. Yeah. Is there? We have a COVID this week. 
Hey, hey, it's the COVID idiot of the week. Of the week. Of the week. <laughs> Bloody hell. Is it an American? Yeah. Fuck. You know, maybe a year ago, I wouldn't call this COVID idiot worthy. <sighs> it's Ted Nugent. Oh, for the love of God. Um, he earns honors for very publicly asking why we didn't shut down for the previous 18 COVIDs. All right, fuck you, man. I don't even want to hear the rest. <laughs> you know, I... Fuck off. I... Play your guitar, asshole. I, hey, stay in your lane. You know... <laughs> for the record, 19 comes from 2019 when it was identified. It, it's not even the question. The question's a good question. But when you say... No, it, it is not. It is. But when you say it like no one's thought of it before and you act like I gotcha because you came up with it... Fuck off, man. You know what? Just, yeah, something, something hunting accident, whatever. I'm just demoralized. Fuck off. Not you, him. I know. Not you, citizens. You're cool. Anyway, that, that's it for the. I just, I'm just, yeah, like, I have I'm not so demoralized by that. Like, it's just like, ah, oh, bastard. Just every, every annoying fucking kid in every annoying fucking class, it's these people. I know. Well, how come the South wasn't, uh, nobody listened? You know, they were, it was economic anxiety. Fuck you. Oh, Fauci, shut up. So I went down a strange path to get here this week. Uh, a threefer shifted to the game slot because it tied in with the article. Maybe it's still a threefer. Listen to your jargon. Although it's not marijuana related, this article is drug related, and it's appropriate because the show will appropriate because the show will drop one day too late for someone to hear this before four twenty. But hey, when have you ever known a, a punctual stoner? So uh, it's a day late. I don't think it matters. It's a day late and a dime bag short. So uh, you and I ring the bell, dickhead. I liked your other stuff better. I'm going to get bell saturated, okay? Anyway. <laughs> Are you calling Desi a whore? No, I'm just confused, but never mind. It's fine. Yeah, it's going great. <laughs> Early morning. You know, you and I talked rec about creativity when we were uh, doing the absinthe bit, right, for our friends at Cogs, how yeah. we could drink a lot and, and supposedly that unlocks like all this creativity and all these famous yeah. writers and painters. This is about LSD? Or no. Mushrooms? Yes. All right. I'll ring the bell for the shrooms. Um, so a group yeah, because you've <laughs> ever had one. You've been, have you even held one? <laughs> have you even beheld one in person? A magic mushroom? So a group of scientists. That's a no. <laughs> Fucking narc. Don't, don't take the bait, folks. Uh, so a group of scientists out of the University of Maastricht in the Netherlands and the uh -huh. University of Basel in Switzerland, uh -huh. along with a few others. Both really chill places. Have tested and shown with relative certainty, I would, uh, with relative certainty, I would say, as per a paper published in the journal uh, Translational Psychiatry, that there is a drug that can unlock those creative powers, and it is psilocybin. Um, not just good for making you grow large and letting you take a hit from a Goomba. Which in this context sounds like you're bumming a drag off your favorite Italian's doobie. Uh, Look who finally caught up with drug jokes. <laughs> I promise I wouldn't interrupt. Them. Sorry. But psilocybin has shown to increase creativity, and I gotta say I actually like their testing methods. Me too. How would you? <laughs> Me too. How would you test for creative? Like if you're like this is gonna make people more creative, how would you do it? What would your test be? I'm curious. 
Uh, so it's not me. It's I'm literally running an experiment. Yeah, you're not. See, we're not going to test you. What effect you're does... running it. Yeah, you're running it. Well, first of all, as a scientist, I would not frame it up that I'm trying to prove exactly my hypothesis. You know what I'm well, saying? No, I of go, course not. Does this make you creative? So I would probably say, like, I want to know what this does to people's expression in some way or ah. another. Like, let me. So what we're going to do is we're going to have different levels and then a control group, and then we're going to do it, and then I'm going to give them prompts and say, just like, here are markers. Here are like, you know, um, paintbrushes. Just do so. Here's a pen or a whatever. Just go, you know, like just express yourself. Express yourself. Love yourself. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? And then see what they produced. And just go, let it, let it go wild, you know? It, you're not super far off, man. I'm super far out, man. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. So uh, they got uh, a total of 60 people, which is small, but uh, they did a double blind study. So half the people were given the good shit. Half the people were given placebo. The experimenters themselves didn't know. Then they looked at the results and then I they- the experimenters themselves got bug fuck high. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they only found out later. And what they did was they tested two things. They tested convergent thinking, the ability to arrive at a conclusion, mm-hmm. and divergent thinking, generating novel and creative ideas, That's right? They tested them a week before dosing to get a baseline. They tested them being dosed or placeboed, mm. and then they tested them a week after. Okay. Okay? So that's the deal. Here's the first test, and I'm boiling this down for time. If you like the paper's idea, the, the materials section is actually the most readable part. Yeah, read it. Um, it's not, there's nothing wrong with reading a research paper, by the no, way. No. A lot like, of people get scared. Like, you could literally You read... can skip the parts that, like, yeah. don't make sense. or the, yeah. yeah. Read the read the materials, the methods, and the conclusion. Yeah. yeah it's, get used to that scientific reading. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Do it, folks. Do it. Get high and do it. First test is the picture concept test. You get shown uh, a grid of like four to 12 pictures and you have 30 seconds to find an association between some of the pictures with there being like obvious correct answers. Like, oh, both of these have a a male in the picture. Both of these are all blue. Both of these have straight lines. Both of these are all blue? What have you had this morning? (laughs) Listen, both of these are all blue. No, but I get it to say, like, right. you know, th- these are all families. Right. Or this is like obvious correct ones. And then to say, okay, once they've got that, now. These are all whispering to me to kill someone. <laughs> Psych, that's not what mushrooms do. Once they've got that, then they get a little bit more time to say, okay, now come up with any other connections that you. Right. So that's the divergent part of this. And then the. Those uh, sheep are all liars. <laughs> and then the second test was. Alternative uses task. They're given two common household items and three minutes per item to come up with as many alternative uses as you possibly can. That's a lot of dudes putting their dicks in things. <laughs> I was going to say it's a lot of people putting stuff in their butts. You know. Um, so, I mean, those are the two fun tests. They also, the paper goes into talking about the MRIs of the patients, okay, yeah. blood samples, surveying sure. them at different points, asking how groovy they felt. All of this to say what they found was actually counterintuitive. Part of what you expect is shown, which is different areas of the uh, of the brain appear to connect more strongly or coactivate when under the influence of psilocybin. During the psychedelic state, though, it seems that some aspects of divergent thinking decrease, hmm. even though people feel way connected to them. They're thinking linearly. Then. They, well, they're just not able to produce as much while they're in the state. However... Divergent thinking a week after 
Way better than the placebo group. Really? Yes. Uh, and additionally, those MRIs after show interconnectivity uh, that is highlighted in the brain that's also correlated with long-term creative activities. So the effects may not be immediate, but it seems like people retain the creativity about a week after the trip. It's just during the trip, they're tripping balls so hard, maybe they can't communicate all those creative things possibly. Um, they also note, of course, a, a significant decrease in convergent logical thinking <laughs> Uh, a week post trip, so maybe don't well, do this if you have to balance the Pope's taxes or something, you know? Huh? <laughs> I was drinking. There's an interesting example. <laughs> I was drinking while I wrote this last night because the uh, church has <laughs> never played fast and loose with reality. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, so you know, it's, and this is all well and good, but why bother? Other than you can get some medical grade shit to trip on. Of course, finding out how to safely unlock creative potential is great. Mm -hmm. uh, but the way the brain works while creating new ideas is showing new insights as well. And one of the things they noted is that the same heightened connectivity uh, found during tripping is often present and way too much in people with things like ADHD. So it gives us some insight into what's going on in the brain that causes things that might be distractors or might be too much, and in the future suggest treatments for things like this. Um, and of course, the few, they, they mentioned the, few, the researchers say they want to see these types of tests repeated, but also while doing those brain scans, like in the MRI while doing the activity, as opposed to, okay, let's do this creative test, now we'll jam you in the tube and see how your brain is going. Uh, so that's it. That's what we've got. We got people tripping on shrooms, not necessarily more creative during the trip, but more creative after. What do you think? Well, uh, my first thought, mm -hmm. you know, this needs a larger pool of Always, people yeah. taking psilocybin and I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. I, I think it's in a sense, in a sense, mm -hmm. it is approaching uh, 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 Ig Nobel type. Uh, research in I, as in as much that it's like here's a thing that everyone sort of kind of knows in an amorphous esoteric way like well sure it makes like you a think colloquial societal yeah but then it's like well no let's nail yeah. this thing down yeah. and really examine this and now I'm also as you I assume as you were yeah. I'm surprised by the counterintuitiveness in so it so was I once you unpack it yeah right but that notion of like well your creativity and divergent thinking while you are tripping it's actually not as low. good as you think um you know for a number of reasons i'm sure, sure what I, you know we could unpack if this was a show about mushrooms which hey someday <laughs> uh but also the fact that a week later both in terms of your creative outside the i hate that phrase outside so, the box so thinking. hard yeah. yeah you're outside the brain thinking um, goes up a week later and your logical more <laughs> linear stuff tends to go down yeah, and I don't know by how much degrees or anything um, the, I wasn't going to report the numbers on this one well, then don't, this, you, don't, you, know. You, know, you don't have to uh, I'll find out Signif significant enough that they could make a, a claim believe me <laughs> I'll find out now th the last thing that I have Phil the last question mm -hmm. you have not no. partaken of marijuana no, that's totally not my thing. You have not partaken of psilocybin. No. If you were in a situation where it was like, hey, listen, we really – I'm not, not going to do the gun to the head thing. No, of course not. But it was like, well, look, we, you know, we're on the cusp of something and we could really use your help. I don't know. Some, a scientist you trust very much or an institution and is reaching out to you, right, to take this – to take one of two tests. One has to do with you – you know, vaping, smoking, consuming marijuana and examining the effects for like every day for a week. Mm -hmm. Or let's say just because it's slightly differently doing mushrooms two or three times in a, in a week or 10 days. Which do you think which are you more inclined to the shrooms? Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Can uh, I ask why? I th from what I hear about the effects of both, I 
am far more fascinated by what the shrooms could do to my brain yeah. and, and the okay. experience that I would have. But on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely do you think you are in your life to ever try psilocybin? Um, in the yeah. right, if, given that I would only do it in the right situation, but yeah, like probably five, six. One is, is very likely. Oh, one is very likely. Ten oh, I is flipped not it. likely. Oh, I flipped it the other way around and then probably like four or five. Okay. Now five is very likely. One is not <laughs> likely and 10 is your tripping balls right now. <laughs> Cause I am. Uh, <laughs> that explains so much. I wish. Abrupt. Le- uh, abrupt. Uh, <laughs> Yep. yep, we'll be right back. <laughs> no! It's time for an abrupt <laughs> left term. It's time... Uh, a turn, not term, damn it! It's, it's going great! It's time for real bullshit... Uh, I can't do it. Woo! <laughs> Bizarre Celebrity Products Edition. Get this guy on some shrooms. <laughs> uh, well, this news is 420 friendly. I don't know if you heard, but Steve Urkel himself is launching his own Purple Urkel cannabis line. I almost talked about that in three fur. Okay, well... Uh, but then I was like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> Uh, quote, there was no clear brand leader for purple fire weed, says the former child star Family Matters. Fair enough. But what about other products that have celebrity backers that make you look up and say, who gives a shit? I've got five for you. Uh, no, wait, I lied. I wrote five early and then I found so many fucking weird ones. I've got seven. <laughs> and uh, I want. Are you sure you're not high? <laughs> it's too fucking early, mate. So. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I should have said that when I walked in today. Right. Ah, uh, missed my chance. We need time machines. Uh, no! <laughs> Chicksalub is waiting. <laughs> That's your episode title. <laughs> uh, now, I want you to note that these are not celebrity endorsements like Gorbachev showing up in a Pizza Hut commercial, which no, like, happened once. Like, kind of this is, yeah, like, uh, what's this? Um, I didn't use it and it was in every list. It was um, Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Head Vodka. Yeah, okay. Right? So, okay. Yeah. Like that. It's, like their, that. it's their baby. Their, their baby. So. You're a baby. The dingo ate your baby. Here we go. Are you ready? Yes. All right. First one. Yeah. David Lynch <laughs> has his own line of organic espresso. Real or bullshit. Did you say espresso like some fucking yokel bumble? Did I? Ugh. Espresso. Espresso. David Lynch, his own espresso. Oh, boy. We're going to do one of those games, right? It's like, Sean just <laughs> votes based on what he wants to happen. <laughs> right. So I'll, yeah, all right. That's real. Yes, it is. Yeah, good for you, man. Apparently, I want to, does he do pitch f- stuff for it? Uh, I. Or is it like, you know, one of those filmmakers wineries or whatever it's, where it's, they just kind of. As near as I can tell, it's more like that. Ah, come I on. Know. Apparently drinks like 10 cups a day. Like doesn't, regularly. Doesn't show. <laughs> no. Next one. Sandra Bullock released a line of nine millimeter pistols and ammo. Oh, that's weird. Well, welcome to the whip round. I guess. <laughs> On brand, right? Coming up with guns and her own brand of ammo. That's please be bullshit. Be bullshit. Bullshit. That's All right. Bullshit. Woo. I, I was trying to come up with Bullock's bullets and I could not like find it. Oh, you were drinking. T- <laughs> 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 oh, but was I drinking with this next one? Kiss, the metal band, have their very own line of caskets called Kiss Caskets. Now, I don't know that I've ever seen a, a band more enthusiastic about licensed <laughs> stuff. Fair point. Uh, so, uh, why not? Real. You're burning yeah! it. You're doing it, man. Never underestimate the, like, the willingness of Kiss to like get their name, <laughs> Put their on name on in, something. And faces. Especially Gene Simmons. That guy knows how to hustle. Oh, I mean, yeah. beyond being a rock god, like he's also like... Give me the shit. Yeah. 
All right, doing great. Doing great. Thanks. Don't jinx me, bitch. Uh, Oprah released a Kleenex line called Tissues for Issues. That seems... Even for Oprah, that seems pretty pandering. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and this is someone who's like comforted a million people for a million reasons. I think that's bullshit. Look yeah! at him go! Look at him of go! Scene in the one uh, Austin Powers movie, you got uh, an issue? <laughs> <There's a tissue. laughs> I, that must have been in the back of my mind when I wrote that one. I hope so. Uh. Because Michael Caine, Oprah, if you squint, <laughs> same person. <laughs> well, you know, she was, she's been around for so long that I was like, maybe he'll buy it based on, like, the 80s shit that she was doing. You know, I didn't think to think back to, like, She's these been around be, for these, No, I know that, but I didn't realize that you might mention, like, defunct products that had existed. Well, I mean, yeah, these are not all of these are. Yeah, I should so have said that. So, now, yeah. now I'm less likely to have gotten that right if I go back in time, but I'd be dead anyway. Chicxulub. <laughs> Speaking of things that go back to like the '90s, Hanson released a beer called Mhops. <laughs> the look he just gave. Okay, her. so I've never seen you squint your eyes more at me. Here's my problem with that: <laughs> I dislike you for coming up with that, or I dislike you for finding it and excitedly writing it down to throw in my face. So I'm mad anyway. I I. Were they really young in the night? No, bullshit. No, bullshit. Please, bull. No, wait. 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 They could have done it now because they pop up every now and then. Like, I mean, they're still alive. Real. Final answer. Yeah. God, unscrupulous celebrities are the best. <laughs> You're right. I'm mad at you. <laughs> okay, just checking in a happy way. Okay, all right. Prick. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone released a high uh, an, a line of high protein pudding snacks. Real or bullshit? High protein pudding <laughs> Fitness guy or whatever. Plant? Didn't he do Planet Hollywood? So it's not like he's like, yeah, I gotta be really careful about my. I feel like everybody did Planet Hollywood at some point, didn't they? Yeah, I guess. Not Oprah. Ugh, I'm going to get this wrong. Bull- bullshit. Bullshit, Sylvester. No, it was real! Uh, my perfect game. Uh, I didn't I didn't say anything. because, yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, you're still a big winner right now. Big I, feel, I feel like one. You are. But you shouldn't feel like one. I never do. Shit. Finally, Steven Seagal, line of energy drinks called Steven Seagal's Lightning Bolt. Real <laughs> or bullshit? That is so good, Phil. <laughs> That is, because if it's, if, it's, if it's bullshit, you're, that's exquisite in, in knowing the man. And if it's real, of course you threw that in at the end. I find it hard to believe anyone would want to work with him that much to develop anything, so I'm going to say bullshit. No, it's Ooh, real. Stumbles his way over the finish line. And as a bonus, on the can it says, quote, Asian experience energy drink. What a dick. What a He's the dick. worst human. He's horrible. What a f- bloated, creepy dick. Oh, he's awful. He's awful. Well, I win anyway. Yeah, you do. I feel like a big winner. Should have called in a. Pin- Should have called in a relief uh, guesser, like a relief pitcher. Yeah, we'll be Have right back I'm... before Phil tries that again. You got any more coffee? <laughs> All right, let's let's uh yeah let's bring this baby home. <laughs> Yo, Philly, are you tired of sports talk radio? Are you tired of 
Trivia Wednesdays, morning bitch and complain lines, or afternoon sound offs, give Potadelphia a try for a refreshing look at the goings on for the Phillies, Flyers, Eagles, and 76ers. I don't have a button. Welcome back. <laughs> it's time. For the theoretically fastest part of the show, <laughs> <laughs> but our asses are dragging here. Let's see what happens. It's time for three for the road. That time of the show, we talk about the things we didn't have time to talk about during the regular run of the show that didn't fit in with the theme of the show, which is sleepy. <laughs> uh, what we're going to do is go back and forth, three turns apiece, talking about real weird news stories that are burning a hole in our brain. Uh, Phil and I will, uh, you know, take turns. As I mentioned, we get 30 seconds apiece. Once a 30-second turn is up, we hear something a little bit like this. Which is Destiny the Decibel played with deceptive verve and vigor from Phil the Animal Laporta. And uh, once we do that three times a piece, we will be done. That'll be it. We'll do some plugs. We'll do some jibber jabber and then probably just have our heads hit the desk and then we'll just (laughs) sleep it off. Anyway, uh, Phil did quite a lot of fun talking, so I'm assuming I am going first. You should. So the real issue here is whether Phil has any questions. Poor moi. Do you think you would have survived the asteroid impact? I think I'd be the asteroid. (laughs) Do you think the Trooms would help you survive the asteroid in a creative way? It's like Sean's mask. Are you go? In gastro escondolo news, the next of kin of a dude who died in the middle of a taco eating contest, you'll never guess how he croaked, is suing the event coordinators for negligence. It was last August when 41-year-old amateur culinary daredevil Dana Hutchings took up a challenge from Fresno's minor league baseball team, the Grizzlies, to see who could eat the most tacos within the time limit. And while I wish I knew how he was doing prior to this uh, terminal taco, he ended up choking to death before time was called. So DQ'd, really. Anyway, (laughs) dude's 18-year-old son is looking for restitution due to his dad allegedly not being told by the team that there were risks involved in shoveling mountains of food down his throat in a brief amount of time. The Grizzlies had no comment, but I'll say this. We all know the rules. Gorger beware, folks. Gorger beware. In, I guess it'll be easy to finger the culprit news, uh, Francesca Wickoff and her husband woke up to find tire slashed on the family truck and, oh yeah, severed finger next to the tire. Uh, she says she thinks it happened the previous night around uh. 10.30 when the couple's neighbor said they heard a loud scream and then tires speeding off. Wickoff, a farmer EMT, quote, it's pretty comical. You would think that if you're going to go to the hospital, you would take said finger with you. Uh, as of right now, no arrests have been made and the only the finger was taken into custody by police in a brown paper bag, apparently. Uh, Wickoff suspects it, were, it was her other neighbors since they had argued with him the night before and the trail of blood leads right to his house. At the uh, time of me writing this, I can't find anything saying the neighbors handed himself over to authorities. Also, handed. I don't know if the police have yet to dust the finger for prints, so there's no way of knowing if it belongs to the neighbor, but I'm sure evidence will point the finger at the bad guy soon. And if 2021 were a meme news, a nurse out for a walk along the beach of Massachusetts wound up so badly trapped in wet sand she needed a rescue team earlier this month. <gasps> Camille Coelho, 54, headed for Boston's Constitution Beach one morning to look for sea glass and generally fight against our shared crippling ennui. But low tide and bizarrely soft sand ended up combining to let the woman's legs slide oh several feet down, pinning her to her knees as waves buffeted her and a curious onlooker went for help. Firefighters arrived and dragged the woman out of slimy harm's way, prompting Camille to nail our times pretty handily in her comment to reporters. It's a great metaphor for the year. I can't believe it. I stepped in mud and pretty soon it was up to my knees and I was stuck. And on an emotional level, we all get it, Camille. We really do. Quicksand basic. Wow. In, uh, you, will you get the shot now news? Uh, forget the free donuts you can get from Krispy Kreme. How about getting a boner? Data collected from an Italian online survey last year has recently par- uh, been parsed and published in the journal Andrology. Emmanuel Giannini from the University of Rome, Tor Vergata, finds that getting the big dumb thing makes it six times more likely for guys to suffer from erectile dysfunction. Ooh. Quote, mask up to keep it up, says Giannini. Additionally, it's five times more likely for those who already suffer from ED to get the big dumb thing, which is in a lot of ways no surprise because comorbidities exist that can increase risk factors for both. Uh, so for right now, he's saying it could be something to look into regarding 
regarding long-term effects of the big dumb thing, but also warns anyone with sudden onset of, lip, uh, of a limp rigatoni to isolate for fear they may have contracted the big dumb thing. Wait, people who don't get the shot might not be able to procreate? Finally, dick science I can get behind. And an attack of the gluten news. Animal control experts in Krakow, Poland were called out to an apartment complex last week where multiple calls came in about a large iguana or other lizard lurking outside in a tree, frightening residents and causing some panic. One local woman said, quote, people aren't opening their windows because they're afraid it will go into their house. Arriving to investigate this mystery, Poland not being known for arid temperatures and balmy sun during early spring, or ever really, and thus being low on the list of lizard hangouts, uh, officials discovered the leering lizard was in fact a croissant that it somehow got stuck in a fucking tree for days, said one responding animal welfare worker, quote, it's better to check and be pleasantly disappointed, sometimes unfortunately very rarely laugh, then not react, which can sometimes lead to a tragedy. And hey, speaking on behalf of the world's breakfast eaters, this is, is still a tragedy. That croissant must have been huge! <laughs> not the one I thought you would have done for Three for the Road. No, surprise, bitch. Ah, and I have no shame, but uh, I have less shame than Sean does news. Everyone's getting into the weed business. I guess it's time for celebrity investors and patrons. Julia White, better known as 90s television. Uh, oh, I had to do it. Steve Urkel, partnered with 710 Labs uh, to develop market varieties of fire purple weed strain, collectively called Purple Urkel. It's Purple Line launched yesterday, so I'm a little late to get give investment tips, I guess. Anyway, he said it feels like Willy Wonka developing flavors and strains and says that the first one tastes just like grape candy. They're also mixing sure. the purple, or purple Urkel strain with another strain called the White and resulting blend is called Stefan. Uh, there's a Stephane. family. Stefan. Ah, flavors will be available in resin vape pods, eights, and noodle doinks, which are hand-rolled joints that use a facility pasta noodle as the crutch. Wow. <laughs> noodle doinks. Wow. Also, fuck that character. Julia <laughs> White, I don't know him, or, of course, but... Ugh. Anyway, Phil, do we have anything besides Family Matters reruns <laughs> to plug? Uh, I mean, if we're going to plug reruns, I'll plug American Gladiators reruns all day. I bet you will. You know I will. I bet you get very graphic about it. I love it. Yeah, I know. Plugs? My wife. Bingo. <laughs> the Magician's Assistant, uh, both Facebook and Etsy shop. But use the Facebook, folks. It's way better. Uh, Broadway and let's just say Hollywood level talent, talent. now. Uh, whatever your needs are, maybe Mother's Day gift coming up. If you'd like to get something special for your mom that you know she doesn't have, uh, that'd be a great thing. But uh, I, all right, there you go. <laughs> Just get go. your mom something she already has this <laughs> Mother's Day. Because you know she already likes it. No, be creative, damn it. Yeah, yeah. Your turn. Yeah. Hey, other podcasts are out there. Some of them are good. One of them that is, <laughs> but is I, I hope I'm coming back from hiatus I'll soon. ask them later. I'm going to talk to you guys later. Solo Readers, which has two hosts. What they do is talk about books, and uh, I'd say nothing but books, but they go into books, they talk around books, they talk about authors, they talk about, you know, uh, TV stuff, movie stuff. It's like a tangent-heavy show, but the center point is books and reading. You bastards, read it, <laughs> but listen to it. We've been on the show before. They are still on hiatus, but check out some backlog stuff. They have really great stuff, I'm telling you. Yep. And maybe you don't know what a book looks like, but you know what a ball looks like. In which case, I have a podcast probably more suited to you. Sports! Philadelphia, the only Philly sports show that matters. Home run! The Phillies, off to a hot start, but now cooling off. Bunt. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what about you saying that just derailed me. Hi, sticking! Uh, I don't know. The, the, what, what are the Eagles going to draft? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a they've got a good lead on a thoroughbred horse <laughs> at this point it can only help but this podcast now pretty much i'm just gonna say it pretty much oh, every wednesday now a football player is a player a player and no <laughs> one can say that the player has hair but no one has more the eagles future than a fucking horse i guess pretty much every wednesday with sarah and dave 
and juicy Jean, <laughs> Wilbur. I haven't had nearly enough coffee to do this. Um, huh? What? Oh, hey. <laughs> that, that'll about do it. I think we're done. Yeah, find us on the socials, share the posts, like the posts, save the posts. Email us at thewhiparound at gmail.com. Drop reviews, give us stars, and... Uh, Visit our website. Comment on stuff. The Whip Around Podcast. No. What is it? What's our website? No, you had it right. Thewhiparoundpodcast.com. Yeah, that was it. I did it. Yay. I don't know if I've had too much coffee, not enough coffee, not enough pot or shrooms, that's for sure. That's absolutely so, hey, certain. you, citizens, riding those <laughs> fuchsia elephants and crashing through and all the kaleidoscopic butterflies that you're all seeing, too, we love you. Bye. Say goodbye, fuckface. Bye, fuckface. It's a day late and a dime bag short. So, uh, you and I... Ring the bell, dickhead!